Hi, this is Deanna. Uh, this is Ken. And this is Pumpkin Spice Thrillers, and we're back. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back for season season three. Um, you may be wondering what happened to season two, and I think what happened is Deanna and I recorded a few episodes and then never released them. Um, so yeah, it was a lost lost season. <laughs> it just there's footage, and one day we'll release it in like the ultimate DVD uh, set. But I season two it. is gone. I love it. Um, yeah, so get used to it. Um, I for one have sort of forgotten how we do this and haven't re-listened to any of our old episodes. So I'm excited <laughs> to see how this turns out. Me too. And I think uh, in this time of COVID, which which we must acknowledge, um, you know, it's just exciting to chat with a friend, watch some spooky, scary, sexy movies and gab. And so I am very, very thrilled for today. Yeah, you're pumpkin spice thrilled. I'm pumpkin spice thrilled. I mean, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Um, Yeah, so why not? Why not just ignore it for a minute and listen to... Ken and Deanna talk about a movie. Um, I think it'll be great. (laughs) Me too. Awesome. Well, let's tell uh, the listeners a little bit about the movie we picked. (laughs) So it's called The Perfection, uh, and it's on Netflix, um, starring Allison Williams. And let's see. I actually forgot the name of the other leading actress, but I'm looking it up on IMDb. And her name is, no, not Elena Huffman. Um, wow, they really order this in a very confusing <laughs> manner. Logan Browning, there she is. And I've actually seen her in Dear White People on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that show, oh, Ken. Oh, great, I haven't, no. How did yeah, you like it? it's actually it? pretty funny. It's pretty good. I mean, it came out, like, a few years ago, and I kind of binged it, and it was like a... I don't know, like Ivy League University kind of like setting. So lots of like references to like that kind of like elite structures. And it was kind of funny, kind of good. I don't know. I think it's it's worth a watch. Um, But yeah, Ken, you actually picked this film. Do you want to tell us how you first heard about it? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I just saw it advertised on Netflix or maybe um, I don't know if this happens to you, but my on my phone, um, whenever I open up Chrome, it's like very personal, like it gives me a list of 15 news stories below the search bar for Google that it thinks that I will like. And they're extremely Mm. personalized. So it's always like three pieces from the Daily Mail about Great British Bake Off scandals. And then, I don't know, like something gay. Something else gay, I guess. I don't know. And so um, anyway, it might have been a recommendation there because they also know I like psychosexual thrillers or maybe I just saw it promoted on Netflix, but yeah, I mean, it immediately, so first of all, Allison Williams, I love, um, I love her in anything and everything. Um, and you know, we love a PST and also I noticed that it was in the world of competitive classical music, which seemed interesting. I mean, I grew up playing the piano. Uh, I feel like Same. you did as well. I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, I don't know. I thought that would be like an interesting world to, to dive into. And I didn't even actually know when I saw it or when I, when I sort of saw the preview or whatever how perfect it would be specifically for us but we will get into that as we start to unpack the plot at first i just knew like world of competitive classical music 
Um, do you call it competitive? I don't know. I mean, they're pretty competitive, like elite classical music. Yeah, um, like globally elite, very early age training. Yeah, yeah. All of that. So I'm curious for your sort of relationship with this movie before I suggested it. Had you heard of it before? Had you seen it promoted on Netflix? Uh, or was it entirely new when I suggested it? Uh, it was entirely new. I had, like, never heard of it. I think you had referenced it, like, in text before. Uh, I watched the trailer, and it was the trailer was pretty iconic, pretty epic. Uh, it seemed like another, like, maybe get out type of movie for Allison Williams. So I was like, yeah, I'm, like, into this. Um, there was, yeah, a lot of interesting components, I think, that would make for a good PST. So I was down. But, no, I never heard of it Um yeah. yeah. Maybe I can start. We can start by like just sharing a description of the movie, which I'll just read from IMDb. That sounds great. Uh, when troubled musical prodigy Charlotte, a.k.a. Allison Williams, seeks out Elizabeth, uh, the new star people of her former school, the encounter sends both musicians down a sinister path with shocking consequences. That's, I would say. That yeah. is like very accurate, but also vague in a way that I appreciate. Yes. Like, I'm glad that they didn't give away anything more, you know, because it's a pretty twisty, turny movie in a lot of ways. And, um, yeah, I appreciate, yeah, like, girl meets girl. That's it. Yeah. No spoilers, musical. That's (laughs) it. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, maybe we we start, I guess... um, to just set up the the movie, I think the very beginning, uh, we start with, like, Charlotte's story, right? And so she's kind of this young girl, and it's like a flashback between her uh, at, the, at, the, at this, like, elite uh, musical school for piano. And she's, like, a pianist, and her, like, being at home with her, like, terminally ill mother. And so there's, like, you know, you basically get the sense that she was, like, you know, a musician... I might be misremembering some of this, but yeah, I think it. it I will has confirm a, that you are yeah, misremembering, I, considering <laughs> that she is actually a cellist, not a pianist. Oh, no one plays the gosh. piano in this wow. entire wow, wow. movie. Please cut, please cut this entire part out. <laughs> You're like, like as literally. far as I know, it's the story of a young Johann Sebastian Bach. Allison Roman plays Roman. Allison Roman, no. <laughs> Oh. Okay, um, caught that part out. Great. I The thing everyone doesn't know is that actually um, the cello and the piano are the same word in Chinese. And as you all know, I'm Chinese. So sometimes those words just flip in my head. Are they so, actually the no. same word? No. <laughs> okay, great, 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 Cut great, that part great, out too. Great. great. Um, I mean, very arresting opening, very like hereditary maybe. I, mm. Like I didn't. I actually watched Hereditary, but, like, I feel... <laughs> okay, great, great. Um, I saw the trailer, like, yes, yes. But, like, <laughs> sort of close-up of a dead woman on a bed and Allison Williams just, like, sitting on a chair thinking, like, looking at her, and you find out that it's her mom and her mom has been sick for a really long time. Um, and uh, essentially, like, because of that, Allison Williams, who was once a cello prodigy has spent the last like 15 years just taking care of her mom and uh, and had to like stop doing cello. Um, anyway, so <laughs> Allison Williams, like her mom is dead. And then essentially like she contacts the heads of her old music school. What are their names? Right. Something in Paloma. 
Paloma. Paloma. Yes, I can't remember the man. Who cares about the white man? But the woman's name was Paloma, and I love that name. I was. Um, I actually am thinking like we need more backstory on Paloma throughout this. Paloma is just like oh, a truly. beautiful. But oh, and Anton. 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 Anton and Paloma. Yes, and they're in Shanghai. Well, so yeah, so she they she calls them. And she's like, hey, guys, um, my mom died, so I would love to, like, join you. Very right. ambiguous. Get back in. And then, like, so five seconds into the movie, we're not in Minneapolis anymore. All of a sudden, surprise, we're in Shanghai, China. Yes. So she's walking around, um, and then we basically see her attend, like, a very you know, grand, like, opera ballet type of setting, uh, kind of a co- concert um, event. And I think, very notably, she walks in wearing a, a chi pao, like a <laughs> Chinese-style chi pao, if chi I pao. may. Chi pao, chi pao, yeah. Uh, so, you know, Alice Williams, like, large doe eyes, you know, porcelain skin in Shanghai, in a, por- in a chi pao. In a traditional which, Chinese, uh, yeah. Yes. Except, okay, unlike a traditional teapot, which is very straight down, like a pencil skirt, it's like kind of flared. So my first question for you, Ken, is what did we think of the sartorial choice? Every other Chinese person was like wearing what like, you know, Westerners wear to a ballet. She shows up in a teal flared teapot, probably has chopsticks in her hair. We don't know, right? Yeah, I, I would say that definitely uh, jumped out at me immediately. I'm like, what an interesting um, moment. And and I wondered, like, did the costumers think, like, oh, it's really important for Allison Williams's character that we show. Actually, now that I think about it more, at first I was like, this is so dumb. And then I thought about it more, <laughs> and I'm like, maybe they're subtly cueing for us that she's been she's been very sheltered and she'd never left the country before and so she doesn't mm. understand the concept of like cultural appropriation because she's from Minnesota <laughs> where his you know like literally everyone is super white and so she probably was like first time leaving the country i will be deeply respectful <laughs> by buying like the native yeah. costume of this land Exactly. She lands in Shanghai International Airport, immediately goes and purchases a Chipao, puts it on. Or honestly bought it at like Ann Taylor Loft in the Minneapolis, in like the Mall of America. I would believe it. Honestly, true. Yeah. The the Ann Taylor Chinese collection. Yeah. I can definitely imagine her like walking in being like, I'm looking for something really cute to wear to like a fancy event in China. And the saleswoman is like, oh, do I ever have something for you (laughs) um but do you actually so being our expert for a moment so you were born in china um you came over how old were you when you came to the u.s four years old okay so you obviously you know think probably like an american right now but what would your you have a lot of family who's still in china and your parents obviously came to america when they were already adults how how would you feel or like how would your cousins in China feel if they saw a white lady wearing a teapot? Like would they be like, well, oh, super cute? Or like <laughs> would they be offended? Would they be confused? No, I don't think they'd be offended. But, you know, I think you see the rest of that like uh, opera hall scene in the lobby. Everyone's just wearing like, you know, fancy Western clothes, right? So I think people will probably be like, oh, okay, like she chose to wear a cheap hat and it doesn't it, she got the wrong cut i yeah. think they'd probably be like "Ooh, 
like oh, like she messed it up. But um, I think yeah, it seems like Chinese style just follows like the West, so it, it probably would have felt a little strange. I also was wondering if they were like priming us to think that you know, I don't know, maybe like Get Out. There's like she's gonna be some sort of like evil villain, like culturally appropriating mm. Chinese culture, and it was already like a hint at that, which. Uh, I think I thought for a while, but not, no spoilers oh, yet. Oh, interesting. So. Okay, great. Okay, so she ends up in China, and immediately we find out that she used to be the hot student of this couple, Anton and Paloma, but there's a new student now. Do you want to tell us about yes. Elizabeth and how we first encounter her? Oh, yeah. So uh, Elizabeth, um, she basically at this uh, initial event where she shows up at this Chinese outfit, it's uh, they have a toast. And basically the the kind of maestro Anton, the grand teacher, uh, introduces and celebrates Elizabeth, who is his new prodigy, kind of the uh you know, his like hallmark student who he takes on tour and then ends up introducing uh, Allison Williams character, Charlotte as well in like the same speech. So after they kind of all toast, um, Allison and Elizabeth meet, uh, sorry, Charlotte and Elizabeth meet. Uh, they are like very like mutually uh, in awe of each other. And Elizabeth basically says, you should not be nervous around me. I saw you when I was like, I don't know, I was 10 and you were 14 and I was like so in awe of you or you're like the most amazing you know, kind of musician I'd ever seen. And so they like kind of immediately formed this like intimate bond. And so now I'm remembering, it wasn't a performance. It's like they were gonna pick a student from Shanghai to take back to America into the like Anton and Paloma's layer of like, you know, music or whatever, right? Exactly. And so <laughs> then after this toast, they're sitting down, they're watching like three, I can say it, similar looking Chinese girls play cello and like they're kind of performing one by one. And the two girls or women, Charlotte and Elizabeth, are sitting next to each other. They're kind of like whispering to each other. And we have got to talk about like the parents being in an affair well, and a scandal, it, which I was like, wow, there is a PST angle already. It does get very sexual very fast. I will say though, even first, it's funny. So we're supposed to believe that Anton and Paloma go all around the world to find promising young cellists and then like bring them back to Massachusetts to teach them in this all girls cello academy. Like all the teachers are men, all the students are girls, right. but like this like amazing cello academy, live in cello academy. Um, and the idea though is, as you said, it's like a competition. This is the three finalists and whoever wins gets to go to Massachusetts. These like 10 year old Chinese girls. Um, Hilariously, though, they do not play one at a time, so you can, like, judge them right. independently. They play in a trio, which, I mean, for mm -hmm. me, I'm not an expert in the cello. It doesn't feel like the best way to evaluate their three performances to, like, listen to them all play at the same time. But um, what do I know? Uh, but, yeah, so we move on. They're judging, and um, Elizabeth... Even though she's supposed to be judging and paying attention to the girls, <laughs> all she she's can focus on... She's judging something else. All she can focus on is the parents of two of the girls mm -hmm. who she has realized are having an affair. So, like, the mom of one of the girls and the dad of one of the other girls. And we watch them. I mean, it's actually... It's wild. I mean, in this COVID era where I haven't touched another person in a year, um, <laughs> to watch this, like, you know middle-aged lady literally rubbing the groin oh my gosh of, 
It was iconic. Also, they were standing in, like, a parent's cluster. Like, all their kids were on stage, and they are like, on the... You know, on one side of like the the chairs in the in the auditorium, and all standing kind of together. And as Elizabeth's describing the scandal, the the wife or the mother of one of the contestants just like, you know, nudges over to the dad of another, and there's like finger touching, leg touching, and just in front of all the parents. And so, um, you know, just immediately adds to the sexual thrilling vibes of that uh, time. Uh, yeah. And then just a lot is going down at this audition. So, Ken, like, what happens next in the lobby after the competition has concluded? So, my, I guess my next rec- recollection is they're, like, walking around the lobby and they suddenly see a man vomit. This, like, bright yellow yeah. vomit. And then they overhear two, uh, two people talking for some reason, in English. They seem to be Chinese, but they're like yeah. having this conversation in English. And one of them's like, oh, it's this scary Ebola virus style thing that came out of Hunan in southern in uh-huh. southern China. And I mean, again, like, is this, I'm pretty sure this movie was, I mean, it was definitely made before the pandemic. And I think it came out before the pandemic too. But like, how um it looks like 2018 yeah but very prescient prescient very foreshadowing very i think they literally say a contagion air transmitted from hunan and i was just like wow 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 literally yes it's wild i mean it's crazy gwyneth paltrow gets all the credit in pandemic for no. like predicting <laughs> covid but everyone Correct. forgets about allison williams and exactly. elena huffington <laughs> and their <No. laughs> And Paloma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they see this go down. This man is truly, like, violently puking blood. He's, like, falling over. I think it's, like, the dad, right, of, like, that scandalous oh, couple, it? I think. Oh, that's no? great. I think you might be right. And that also is, like, in keeping with the movie Pandemic of, like, you cheat on your spouse, you die of the pandemic. You are the first right. to die. So I was at first like, oh, maybe, like, this guy got poisoned. Maybe this is, like, some crazy competition parent drama thing that's going to unfold. But, um, yeah, he's, like, puking. Everyone's, like, screaming. And then they kind of are just, like, you know, Elizabeth's like, oh, that's crazy. Like, uh, I think she's like, oh, I wonder if, like, maybe I got it. And then Allison Williams is like, no, no, I'm sure you're fine. And then and yeah. Elizabeth's like, okay, want to, like, want to go clubbing now? Well, right? Elizabeth is like... Oh, it came out of Hunan. We were just scouting for cellists in mm-hmm. Hunan. So we're like, oh, that's not good. Neither of them seems concerned at all. They're mask right. deniers. They don't care. They're living <laughs> their life. Um, They're like, let's go to a sweaty club now. So off they went from this event. Yeah, they go and They then, go clubbing. We get to watch them like dance yep. together in their tipao and, um, you know, whatever Elizabeth's wearing. Um, and then tell us, tell us where, where that goes. Well, then, you know, as we know, dancing, grinding, drinking at a club basically leads to sleeping together. And so we see them next scene, like back at their hotel room. Um, and I think they do this early, but I have to bring this up. I feel like they drink baiju a lot. Yes. And, and talk about it being, like, delicious. Like, they have it, like, on the rooftop at the opera house. They have it, I think, at the hotel. They're, like, sipping it, cheersing each other. Yep. And sh- at one point, Allison Williams literally goes, it's delicious. Baiju is delicious. That is what I've heard. Yeah. And I would love 
to hear your take about Baijiu. I do. And again, for listeners, I'm not the only person with a China connection. Ken spent, was it three years or four, four years? Four years, yeah. Four years after college in China, speaks impeccable Mandarin, like very, you know, very knowledgeable about China and Chinese culture. But I would love to hear your uh, experience with Baijiu and whether you would call it delicious. Well, yeah, I mean, so I, I will, I will say, I think the first time I recommended the movie to you was I took a video of a scene. Maybe we can like pipe it in of Allison Williams in a teapot saying, and she also pronounces it Baijiu, which yes, is like they all do, but they're like the Baijiu is delicious. Um, Baijiu <laughs> is like paint thinner, I guess, is sort of like how I would describe it. I mean, it's truly, truly foul. Um, very strong, very tough, but yes. it's not something that any, um, certainly any like Westerner who has not had it before. I'd never heard of anyone tasting it for the first time and enjoying it. Yeah. And I think she's literally like, it's delicious. And as if it's <laughs> like, you know, she's sipping like a, an amazing tequila or something, which also maybe the first time you have it is not so easy to drink. But what I love is like, so then they like, hook up and we can go back into like the combo they have about that but like they sit more i'm like the last thing that's like oh the last yeah thing they, they do literally no wake up you. they wake up in the morning yes and do like two little mini bar bottles i mean i guess like baijiu is not at one point they also call it chinese vodka which is pretty accurate but it has a very strong very like foul yeah, flavor spicy. it is yeah, not it's, neutral it's, no. And so I, I'm left wondering if maybe the Baijiu industrial complex has actually secretly <laughs> ad spawned this movie because there's, you know, a lot of promoting of Baijiu um, for foreigners who rarely like it. So that was, you know, quite this interesting. This is actually all like a China um, soft power play. It is really interesting, <laughs> actually, like why, I mean, not that everything needs to have a reason, but I would imagine if I wrote this screenplay, someone would be like, yeah, I like it, but like, why are they in China? That doesn't matter. I mean, I guess actually the um, the the pandemic, they do kind of want to be somewhere mm, that feels they like want to give it a a panda a frisson of danger and reality. But it does seem for the most part, you're like, why are we even in China? So anyway, they go clubbing. They have a, an amazing sex scene. I would, I think it might be Allison's first lesbian scene. Pretty explicit. Yeah, lots pretty of skin. Explicit. Yeah, lots. Yeah. It's hot. It's pretty good. Um, and we find out, actually, also, yeah. um, that, you know, we, I guess Elizabeth is like, is this your first time with a woman? And Allison Williams reveals it's her first time ever. Ever. And in my anyone. notes, I literally wrote, Allison Williams, never been with someone, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, not believable. <laughs> not but believable. It's also very confusing because she was like, well, you know, Elizabeth, I like grew up in the school and then I had to leave and take care of my mom. And like, that's right. just what I've been doing. And it's like, you, so, okay. But then like, why would Elizabeth have all this sexual experience if she has just like lived at the school and never left before? I mean, 
Also, not to be harsh, yes, she was taking care of her mom, but like it seemed like her mom was like bedridden. So like I, it's I don't think it's like she also Alison Williams the has the face of a woman who like literally gets asked out by like the grocery. She has cashier. the face it's of like, Alison Williams. Yeah, seriously. No, literally, it's like like a guy get a cop giving her a parking ticket will just like wave it and then take her out. So yeah. like I not believable at all. I was like, okay, what's happening? Although there are some twists later that then. You're like, right, oh, right. it might make sense. Yeah, it might make sense. Yeah, in fact, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's it seems, all is revealed. All is revealed. So anyway, yes, Allison Williams, virgin, but newly lesbian. And then the two of them just, like, go off. We find out Elizabeth is about to take two weeks of vacation, her first vacation ever in her entire life. And she has chosen to take this vacation in <laughs> rural western China. She's yes. like, I'm getting on a bus. What did she say? Like, weird like tiny buses weird towns that's what she wants to do yeah they're they're really making the uh like china experience they're like really going to varsity immediately sipping baijiu i mean let's talk about this bus so like okay so elizabeth's like not feeling great they like have some food and then they need to get on this bus oh we didn't mention that elizabeth like starts feeling sick right like she starts feeling like she's super hungover hungover so you think she's hungover she like gives her some uh, uh allison williams supposedly gives her some like ibuprofen and she's like not feeling great drinking water but like they eventually like make it on this bus and i just was not clear when this movie was meant to be set and ken you might know better than me but i feel like a bus leaving shanghai like in past like 2010 i don't think people are like this bus is literally like an old yellow school bus like american yellow (laughs) rinky dinky school bus an old lady is like literally bringing on crates of chicken i'm like I don't think that happens in like a Shanghai departing bus. I feel like it's like nicer than a Greyhound usually. That's like probably Wi-Fi. So I was like very confused with this bus setting. Yeah, I noticed that too. I mean, it was very, it felt very authentic for actual Western China buses, many of which I've been on, but like leaving from a village to another village. I totally agree. Something leaving from Shanghai, it's hard to imagine. Also, they were going to Tongli, which I had to look up, but seems like it's outside of Hangzhou <laughs> and is like also very fancy, not out, whatever. But immediately they get off the road and an hour later they're in like Alaska. I don't know if you noticed yes. that. They're like <laughs> yes. in like deep Pacific Northwest, like gorgeous vistas. Yes, yes. Yes, they're like immediately in rural China. So, okay, uh, you know, despite the bus representation, realistic or not, so they get on the bus and let's talk a little bit about what happens on the bus. So it's filled with only Chinese people, the two of them, and we'll note that Alison Williams speaks no Chinese, but I think she's like been to China before. And then Elizabeth ha- like speaks a little Chinese, but very little. And so both of them are kind of like, don't know the language. Um, and then what starts to happen on the bus to Elizabeth, Ken? So she's actually pretty sick. And I think, I mean, you just saw it for the first time. I saw it for a repeat time. So I'd love you to just explain how you reacted. Like, essentially, she gets sick and it escalates pretty quickly. How were you feeling during <laughs> this in sickness? I mean, I assume you were, like, oh. totally along for the ride, not, didn't I guess mean... the twists ahead. No, I did not. There are many, many, many twists, but I will just say the first director, di- directorial choice or whatever um, scene choice is Elizabeth is like, 
just sweating. She's like, has a headache. Uh, she's not feeling good. You think it's a hangover. Um, Allison Williams passes her more ibuprofen. She tastes like seven of them. She's like drinking water. She's like sweating. And, but she's like getting more and more sick. Like she can't keep it together. Allison's just like, keep it together. You're going to be fine. But she's like, I'm, I'm not okay. And listeners, they have this woman basically stand up and say, I'm about <laughs> to shit my pants, which honestly I found to be what a true surprise and just you don't you don't see that in movies every day you don't see that you don't see like cast two beautiful women and (laughs) basically watch one of them basically shit on themselves yeah she was vomiting (laughs) and also i the other thing i thought was very funny is she kept going i'm gonna shit but she didn't like say like on myself or anything she's just like charlotte i'm gonna shit I'm going to shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm talk about shit. intimacy. I can't move. She, she couldn't move. She didn't want to get off the bus because if she moved, she was going to. But anyway, whatever. She gets off the bus. She's literally, like, it's coming out at both ends. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a tough. And so scene. so, so they finally convince the driver to, like, pull over because this is, like, a Chinese bus driver who doesn't understand English, does not know what these two foreigners are up to. Finally, like, a nice guy who speaks English and Chinese, like, translates. They pull the bus over. And, and yeah, as you said, Elizabeth literally, like, we watched this beautiful woman and another beautiful woman basically coax her to take step by step so she could take a dump outside which i was just like blown away and then they get off the bus and basically there's a scene of her pooping her pants on the side of the street and then the entire bus is like watching them um so yeah it's all very shocking yeah and there's a lot of like they like i think they like get back on the bus she gets sick again they get off the bus they ultimately get you know we won't we'll spare you some of the details but they ultimately get thrown (laughs) off the bus because um, because Elizabeth is like vomiting and freaking out, she starts banging her head against the uh, against oh, yeah. the glass, and so she's completely losing it. And of course, everyone on the bus is kind of freaking out, and the bus driver throws her off. And I mean, it was very everyone else is very kind. Like an old woman comes out and gives her some fabric so that she can clean herself up. Like they keep giving oh, her I bottles have of to water. Know one other passenger handed her a mask. And basically, they're like, mask. please put it on so everyone feels more comfortable. Yeah. So that's another Just like a, to the times. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so they, like, kick her off. And it, it is that interesting moment of, like, Allison Williams is horrified that they would throw the two of them off the bus. She's like, we right. need a hospital. You can't take us off the bus. But, I mean, coming at this from the perspective of, like, being deep into COVID and also, like, imagining if COVID, you know, COVID's scary enough and it's, you know, for, you know, young, whatever, death rates and young people, blah, 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 right? But imagine if everyone, young or old, as soon as they got this, was, like, vomiting everywhere and like going insane and dying i feel like people would be even more scared and so it's kind of like yeah yeah, i don't know all these people are stuck on a tiny bus with you like maybe they maybe they should kick you off the bus i don't know (laughs) i mean where did you fall on that like what was what what yeah like it makes sense one of the guys on the bus is like we will call a doctor when we get to the next town and like send help for you and like honestly that might be a reasonable response yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I didn't even think about that angle. I think definitely in a in a time where you think there's airborne diseases and contagion for sure. But also, I'm just like, this person basically almost pooped their pants on a bus. Like, I don't, it's just not in general. I mean, I, can, I think it's all, you know, somewhat understandable. 
Um, I also did want to note that the bus driver got extremely livid and, um, and I will hat tip myself. I will give a hat tip to the director and, and the makers of the movie, but he curses at her and calls her a chobiaozi, which I was like, oh my gosh, wow. That's a very accurately Chinese, like, um, oh. you know, slur basically to smelly, use. And so smelly it was, bitch or smelly, ugly bitch? Yeah, yeah smelly, smelly bitch. bitch. Yeah, right. and I'm like, yeah. And you know, sometimes in these movies, they'll like have a person speak Chinese and like right, it doesn't even, like they have like a horrible American Case accent. Case in point, Emily nothing. in Paris, Mindy and Emily in Paris Exactly. China. Exactly. Whereas here they had accurate slurs done in a true Mandarin accent, and for that I commend them. Also, very random aside, I my favorite part of Emily in Paris is where Mindy drops in that her mother is Korean, but it's a long story for no reason other than I'm sure some Chinese person or maybe the actress herself was like, You can't tell people I'm Chinese, I look too Korean. Which true. 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 She looks very Korean. She looks very Korean. So, like, great way to know that. Like, way to be sensitive to your global audiences. Okay, so back to the movie. So, yes, she's, like, vomiting. She's shitting. But the real horror comes in. Um, she vomits. We see that there are bugs. Tons of bugs in yes. the vomit. Yes. She vomits yes. again. Tons of spiders this time. And then she looks down at her hand, and there are bugs, like, climbing inside her arm. And, yes. like, coming out of, like, wounds. Right? So we don't know what this, like, virus is, but it causes, like, bugs inside you. Yeah. And so ultimately she is freaking out, Elizabeth, about these, like, multiple bugs moving under her skin on her hand. And Allison Williams just, you know, nonchalantly takes a meat cleaver out of her backpack. And she said, well, you know what you have to do. And then, you know, the, the next scene, Elizabeth has chopped off her own hand on a tree stump with a cleaver. And so that kind of puts an end to this scene um and it's yeah it's horrifying gory and absolutely crazy you know what you have to do so at that point we immediately go into this like rewind mode everything that just happened unhappens and we see another side of what was happening the entire time let's like very briefly just to summarize like what happens you find out that allison williams has been behind this whole thing she essentially like got her super drunk and then she used her mom's old medication that may cause, uh, um, what is it, hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Um, and we keep cutting back to the label on the bottle. And it's like, you know, do not mix with alcohol. will make, will make hallucinations worse. Um, so she basically, like, drugs uh, Elizabeth with this stuff and um, convinces her that she has all these bugs in her. So basically all of it, the vomiting, yeah. the crazy, it's all from these pills that Allison Williams gave her, pretending that they were Advil. Exactly. Watching so big this, con. how was this twist for you? Like, were you shocked by that? How did you react? I mean, because I was already inception to think she was, like, the villain. So I was like, oh, like, this all makes sense. There's no way this woman was just, like, getting sick. She poisoned her or something really? happened. So I was like, oh, my God. This twist completely tracks for her and, like, the type of character she plays. That's so interesting. Of, I was then, shocked. I was like, oh, yes, this is a <laughs> pandemic movie. Like, that's what's up. Yeah, so next up, uh, basically, oh, and, she, and Allison Williams, I think, like, um, in the flashback, you see she had Googled, like, how to wrap, like, a wound like that. And so that was actually we, very funny. She's like, yeah, she, 
you keep cutting to, um, well, also you see literally like Elizabeth will be like, my head hurts so much. Can I have more of the Advil? And you'll see Allison Williams hand her the bottle that is still in her mom's prescription right. bottle, labeled with her mom's name, prominently <laughs> labeled with all of these side effects, which is yeah. just like, I mean, I understand it as a movie device, but uh, hilarious. Yeah, and then, yeah, she Googles, so... like, she Googles how to makeshift a tourniquet, like, on the rural Chinese bus. Exactly. Um, and so, anyways, you, you know, flash forward to Boston, Elizabeth shows up, it's, like, late night, you know, Anton Paloma are, like, caring for this, like, new Chinese prodigy they've discovered, and all of a sudden, Elizabeth shows up with, the, you know, one stump, sadly, and comes in, tells them what went down. Um, and then what happens next, actually? So she wants to just, like, go back. I mean, they're horrified. And she wants to... Um, I, yeah, Anton and Paloma are, are horrified. And she kind of sleeps over for a night. And then, like, the next day or a few days later, they're like, honestly, Elizabeth, you're freaking the girls out. Like, you can't, yeah. you can't stay here. They offered to buy her an apartment in Boston, like, next to some right. tea Central stop. Square. Central Square tea stop. Love it. Um, they're like, yeah, we'll get you an apartment. We'll pay for everything. You'll just, like, rehabilitate. And she's like, no, 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 I want to stay. I want to, like, do all this music stuff. I can conduct. And they're like, absolutely not. You are disgusting. Yeah. Get out. Um, yeah. And at one point, she begs Anton. She says, if you, like, give me something to do, like, teach anything, help out, like, scrub the floors, like, I will be, continue to be um, acknowledged and accepted by the community. And if you don't, like, I'm done. And he's like, bye, bitch. Yeah. And just, like, ruthlessly kicks her out. Not sympathetic. Also, I was like, I don't know if this is, like, actually true. Like, I don't know if, I don't know, whatever. They're, like, raising the stakes. <laughs> it's very important like, to her that Anton continued to accept her. He doesn't. Um so we cut to her, we cut back to Allison Williams in Minnesota, right? And she's just like right. going about her life. She's like making dinner. She's slicing some yeah. tomatoes. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Elizabeth comes in with a taser and like shocks her and puts her down on the floor, kidnaps her, brings her back to Anton. And this was one moment, again, that, like, didn't ring true for me on the second watch, whereas the first time I think this just, like, slid past me. But essentially, Elizabeth comes back. Anton's like, what are you doing here? We were serious. You can't be here anymore. You don't have a hand. Right. And <laughs> Allison Williams is like, or, or and Elizabeth is like, I have something you want. I have the bitch. She's in my trunk. And the idea is... I mean, it just, like, went past me the first time, but I was like, well, why would Anton care? Why does Anton want Charlotte, oh, you know? I thought you were going to say, how does she get her into the trunk with I did hand? think about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, like, that's hard, you know? She's, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why he wanted her. There's just some, like, premise where it's like, her, he's right? never, he's never had any interest in, like, keeping oh, Charlotte. May maybe, like... maybe he was upset at Charlotte because she, like, ruined his, like, prized possession, I mean, which is... Presumably, yes, Elizabeth? but, like, Elizabeth is, like, he's, already, he's like, moved on. Like, he has... Yeah, she was trying has, to get, like, throw her out, like, trash. He so. has Zhang Li, his, like, new protege exactly. or whatever. Um, so that was sort of strange, but basically she's, like, I brought her, I kidnapped her. She's yours now. 
And then we essentially see they like put her through. Of course, oh. I, as I'm sure you imagined, we find out that like this cello school is a weird sex cult for like oh, kind of the no reason. Twist. The next oh. twist, which I feel like at that point, I mean that part I feel like was like the least shocking part, right? That these like creepy right. men who teach these young girls yes. cello. Yes, and they had hinted at it because Allison Williams, you know, when they first had like hooked up notice that they both had the same tattoo which is like this little musical note right and of course i was like oh nexium are you watching the <laughs> yes, yeah, not not yet um, not yet all right so there's a lot of branding cult vibes right there not yeah. right there and basically you know the next kind of twist is they are like torturing allison williams and i don't even really care to like go in all no. the details but there's you know some like Basically, I, I guess what we can explain is just this concept of the perfection, which is basically, you know, they raise uh, or train these uh, young girls, cellists, uh, and put a lot of pressure yeah. on them to play perfectly. And if it's not done, then they're basically sexually assaulted by these male teachers. And Paloma is complicit. Paloma's complicit. We need more Paloma. We need to understand Paloma. What's in it for Paloma? I don't know. She's just, like, evil. Like, does she... Like, who knows? She just, like, goes upstairs and puts the girl to bed. But, yeah, basically, they're like, you have to play this musical piece perfectly. If you don't play it perfectly, we'll, like, rape you ceremonially. Um, yes, exactly. But all of it... So that's essentially <laughs> the end of the movie. But you find out the last twist. I the mean, last twist. The last twist. Is... Ugh. You find out... Um, and I'm curious if you saw this one coming, but essentially you find out that like the tables turn, Elizabeth and Charlotte were working together. Yeah. Um, There's like another rewind and a rewatch through of right. what actually happened. Exactly. There's another rewind and you find out that, um, when Elizabeth came in and like tasered Charlotte back in Minnesota, mm -hmm. actually what happened next is she's like, listen, bitch. You were right. <laughs> Everything you write, which that is the the main piece that I want to like take a beat to reflect on. Essentially, the idea is when we go back and look at everything, Charlotte, when she met Elizabeth, she asks her a few times, would you ever leave? Would you ever consider right. just like ending all of this and right. leaving the school? And Elizabeth is like, no, never. Yeah. Like the work is so important. It's such a privilege. It's such a gift. And then Allison seeing the tattoo is like, okay, she has also been raped. So like I, she's brainwashed, right? And so Allison is like, I was brainwashed. The only reason that I escaped was because my mom was dying and I had to leave. I need to save Elizabeth. A couple of things that didn't occur to me again on the first viewing, but you know, I'd really love to like think about for a second. Allison Williams meets Elizabeth. They have sex. They got on a bus into rural China the next day, planning to spend two weeks on vacation together as lovers. Mm -hmm. Allison Williams does not try to spend the course of those two weeks, during which time Elizabeth, this is like the first time Elizabeth has ever been away from the school. Alison mm. Williams does not try to, like, use her influence to, like, slowly bring Elizabeth around to the idea <laughs> that this is a bad place. She's like, no, I gave you one chance. I asked you <laughs> once if you would leave. You said no. So I will drug you, get you to right. cut your own hand off with a meat cleaver, and 
Elizabeth is like, yep, you're right. <laughs> you were so right. No other way I to mean, do it. Yeah, there's kind of, you know, Anton's a villain. We can't say what uh, Charlotte really did was heroic because it was actually terrible and gaslighting and violent <sighs> and horrible and lies and just mind control. And so, I mean, and then for... Uh, Elizabeth to then quickly like accept that she did it for the right reasons, even if she got her to chop her own hand off and now they've like created a new scheme. And so, yeah, it's a lot of twists. Like if I was Elizabeth, I, even if I came to understand why Charlotte did it, I would still be pretty angry. I'd be like, I am a, I'm a cellist. It's all, it's literally all I have. Oh yeah. It's a lot of processing and working through shit in like 24 hours. Like it's kind of insane. So, so yeah, but they end up working together and essentially they like take over and kill all the men who used to rape them, uh, with, I guess the exception, and Paloma, and Paloma um, with the exception of Anton, who they dismember and leave as just a Ugh. series of stumps. And they also like blind him and maybe like whatever. And then the two of them in the final scene. Oh, also Alison Williams rips rips off her hair which you discover was a wig the entire time kind of for no reason and find out that she yeah. has like short hair because it was shaved because she was in a mental institution um so like fun <laughs> detail kind of for no reason like they didn't really need that um and then the two of them what did they do what's the very end of the movie well at the very end they've you know place anton on a chair and he has literally leg stumps and arm stumps and his eyes are sewn closed so I guess he can only, and his mouth, so only his ears are open. And the two of them play the cello, uh, you know, one hand from Elizabeth and one hand from Charlotte. Oh, because and we find out, what do we find out, what happens to Charlotte? I missed it. What happened? So Charlotte, Charlotte. in the final struggle, loses a hand. <gasps> oh my God, I literally missed that part. Okay, so Anton <laughs> sta- grabs a knife and stabs Charlotte oh, through right. the forearm. Yes, through her forearm yes oh my gosh very right. so very her, very violent yes, like she's violently. definitely so they, dead from that but she knows no, how to make shift to tourniquet so it's fine yeah she makes shifts another one and they play one arm each so um, they each have one yeah, hand so they, the two of them become a cello player yeah a very uh very gory interesting movie mini twists um i do love to look up the trivia section of the imdb as you know yeah and i would love to note that um one of like the three trivias that factoids that exists is that um it did let's see it is not affiliated with Harvey Weinstein, but it was, like, made by Miramax and released right around his scandal. And so, like, there was, like, rumors that this was, like, you know, despite not having any Mm. association with the Weinsteins, was, like, a gesture or some strange connection of, like, what went down with him. So, you know, just all around interesting, um, interesting story. Interesting non-connection with Miramax and Weinstein. What are the other trivias in IMDb? Oh, um, let's see. They are, trivia's are a little light. Oh, one is that Allison Williams had collaborated with the director on eight episodes of Girls. Oh, fun. Um, and then this, this trivia, it's not really good trivia. It's just that, you know, Zhang Li, Zhang Li at one point was asked to sing an A sharp or she sang it, which <laughs> indicates she has perfect pitch. I, I'm like, I don't, these are, 
you know, these are that not. That was actually a great moment. They're like, they like put her on this little stage and they're like, sing a note. And what she sings is, and they're like, sing a note, A sharp. And then yeah. she just sings. So good for her. Good for her. Um, you know. Okay, so we've talked, uh, we've like spoiled the movie. So at this point, probably, um, you know, if you haven't seen it, maybe you don't need to. <laughs> but <laughs> Wait, um, so we should rate but, it. We, yeah. we usually rate it. So I don't know, do we do 10 point scale? How many out of 10 shots of Baidu? How Ooh, many would you give one. this movie? Oh, my God, Pumpkin Spice Baidu, imagine. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, actually really really enjoyed it the first time and would strongly recommend to anybody who likes a pst i would say like i mean it's not an amazing film but i would say like eight out of ten i'd be like definitely a diverting way to spend an evening um lots of gasps uh what would you say i mean i would say also eight it's a solid pst it is not a good movie it's not fresh and rotten tomatoes but it's not the point of psts and so it it checks the psycho it checks the uh sexual it checks the thriller um so yeah i would give it what is the rating on rotten tomatoes oh it's not too bad 72 percent from critics oh Um, that is not that bad yeah so then it's solid yeah Great. Amazing. Well, uh, such a delight to do uh, a spooky treat right before Halloween with you. Maybe this will be released before then, maybe after. Who's who's to say? (laughs) Well, yeah, great to be back. Um, I will just read this um, snippet of a review on Rotten Tomatoes from film critic Christy Lemire. It says... This movie is insane, and I totally dug it. I almost don't want to talk about it. Just go see it and trust me on this. And I would agree with all of that. That is how I feel about this movie. So I guess I apologize to everyone listening (laughs) that we told you in great detail everything that happens because you really would have enjoyed it a lot more if you you just watched the movie. Had seen it, yeah. So uh, wish you had seen it. Yep. (laughs) All right. Okay, well, signing off... um, you know, this was this was Ken and this is Deanna and yeah, we're glad to be back in your ears. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.